educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And hey, on demand on your favorite podcast platform any darn time you like. Well, it is 5.08 on Tuesday, May 30. Say hello to Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. It is Tuesday. It's not Monday. <laughs> did you, I know you did, you had some work to do over the weekend, Johnny, but did you get a chance to relax at all? Or yeah, did you... I did a little bit. I mean, yesterday I got to sleep in, which I can't even tell you the last time I did that. So uh, definitely appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went for a little bike ride yesterday, so that felt good. And uh, like today, boy, the humidity is low. This is why we live in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, by the way, please follow the Dan Parsons Show on on your favorite social media channels, which uh, for the Dan Parsons Show we have two, uh, Facebook and Twitter. We'd love to uh, uh, interact with you on those social media channels. Well, uh, some breaking news, and we'll get to in the second half of the show. We'll talk with Chris Dunker, a reporter, Statehouse reporter with the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, about the lawsuit filed earlier today seeking a court order to block enforcement of the recently passed restrictions on abortion and gender-affirming care here in Nebraska. So we'll do that uh, in the second half of the show uh, at 536. But in this half of the show, I'm delighted to welcome back into the studio our good friend Jim Blue from the Cedars Organization. Jim, uh Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> Look at me. Uh, oh. I had the pleasure of you and Suzanne uh, on the show last Wednesday on Give the Lincoln Day, and we talked about everything to do with Cedars and Matt Talbot and how you guys for decades have been uh, two of the leaders of nonprofits here in our community. So thanks for, and I asked you to come back today yep. for a very specific follow-up to well, that interview. You're a great man, Dan. You're a gift to our community, and when you ask me to come back on, <laughs> I'm there for you, Dan. Well, snap. Happy to. Well, little did we know when we left here last Wednesday, uh, uh, there would be a need to have you back in the studio today to talk about a very important project that we helped announce, uh, that you announced uh, the week before, and we talked about it on Wednesday, and uh, which is um, uh, your new project to help... Uh, uh, teenage kids who find themselves pregnant here in our community, the first of its kind yep. in the state and maybe one of their very first in the country. Yep. Really a unique model, uh, and we are so anxious to get this going. We want to start construction in August. We have a $3 million fundraising goal. Uh, we've had wonderful success, but we had some bad news last week yeah. with the veto pin. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to come back on, Jim, and talk about that yep. because – uh, the governor had, it was unanimous, unanimously passed uh, by the legislature. Well, you tell the story of how sure. that funding came to be. Well, I, I, I went through this really succinctly a few minutes ago, and, and Mr. Cadillac <laughs> said I did a good job, so I'm going to try that again now. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Uh, so the $3 million, this was a true public-private partnership. And it's to serve kids. Many of them are wards of the state and are now 17 years old, do not have a home, and are in that horrible situation of pregnant parenting. So we put together this beautiful public-private partnership. The legislature, bless them, voted unanimously yeah. uh, to use $1 million of general funds 
which is a minority share of what it's going to cost to make this a reality, unanimously to include it in the budget. So we were thrilled, uh, and we thought surely it would not be vetoed. Uh, it, it was vetoed. Yeah, the governor got out his red pen and, and started uh, doing yeah. some some marking up of those bills. So it is not in, because things happen fast and furiously, it is not in the override package. So it's up to the community again, as it was in 1947 when Cedars was founded, uh, to wow. make this a reality for the kid. Now, I want to make really clear here, the governor's office believes there is a, another pot of money that could be used for this instead. And, and before we do that, Jim, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm uh, Let's back up to Wednesday's show. Johnny, if you've got that queued up, and you did a wonderful job uh, last Wednesday of explaining this new project. So let's just uh, have the short clip uh, from our interview that we did last Wednesday. Johnny? So really proud of the organization. Our growth is driven you know, not just by data, but it's driven by passion. Uh, we are one of the largest child caring organizations in the state, but it has become apparent over the recent past that we really don't do a great job with kids who are having babies. So pregnant, parenting teenagers who are homeless. And we just don't really have any resources. And the number of referrals every year keep going up. We think there may be as many as a hundred teenagers who are pregnant or parenting and have no stable living environment in Lincoln itself. Wow. And if Cedars doesn't have those housing options, then nobody does. And in fact, it doesn't exist in the state of Nebraska anymore. So we're going to build the carriage house. Yeah. Well, and you're still going to build the carriage house. Uh, you just need to find a, an additional source of money now that that million dollars that the legislature gave, and now it's been taken away. Um, so the yeah. challenge is a little bigger now. Yeah. So, the, again, the governor's office believes it's another pot of money which could be used for this. Uh, TANF and, and funds, we, Yeah, right? the TANF funds that are Nebraska is underspent quite significantly in TANF mm -hmm. funds, which used to be aid to families with dependent children. And that's a whole, that's a whole another two shows sure. probably down with that one. <laughs> uh, we don't know um, how that process works. It involves approval of the federal government to be used on things other than what it was originally intended for. We don't know the timeline. We don't know the specifics of what that can be spent on. So we can't wait. Yeah. We've got kids right now who... We cannot serve well in this model, kids with kids. Uh, so we're going after it. And again, in the finest tradition of the Cedars organization, uh, where there is a crack in the door, we're going to bust it open. And you will. Visiting with Jim Blue, the president and CEO of of the Cedars organization here in Lincoln and uh, their new project uh, that we talked about last week. Uh, one of the things we talked about of... Uh, uh, of the carriage house and how and the reason I wanted Jim back on the show is because he had a curveball, a million dollar curveball uh, yep. flying at your head yep. last week. Yep. Uh, and it's affected the community. And and we hope what the governor has in mind. Yeah, maybe <laughs> for that an alternative, we, we hope that's work. But again, yeah. we don't know what that's for, what that can be spent on. You just don't get a blank check from the federal government. Yep. Uh, 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 blank approval from the federal government and with timelines and everything else. So we are moving forward because we've got to make this a reality. It's really affecting people. I ran into an old friend at the grocery store yesterday, uh, and uh, I am not 
making things up when she was in tears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally, someone was doing a, something about this. Yeah. And now we've got this setback. Me, I'm more optimistic because I know what this community can do and we're going to get it done for the kids. Well, and that's just it. Uh, yeah. Anytime when you're relying on the federal government to uh, step in and provide funding, uh, I know that TANF project is well-meaning, but yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of red tape and yeah. a lot of uh, stipulations of how those dollars, yep. even if you can get to the point of, of an approval, there's still a lot of... Uh, the stipulations on yep. that funding of how it can be used. So we appreciate everybody. We will make this work, yeah. but we also need to uh, take this in our own hands and, and, and get this done so we can start construction for the kids and be a reality by early 2024. When the feder- feds do approve this expenditure, which I hope they will, I don't know when sure. that will be, we will figure out a way to make that work for the kids. That will be much appreciated at the time. Well, in your 30-plus years of doing this, Jim, yeah, this none of this is new to you, but uh, here is something that you've identified as a continued need in our community. Um, and let's face it, I, we don't need to get into the po- We'll get into the politics in the second half of the show about abortion <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, yeah. other controversial issues. But uh, it, it's a bit ironic that, uh, you know, a private uh, nonprofit organization stepped up and found a, a solution for those kids who find themselves pregnant um, as the state is continuing to encourage um uh, yeah. births to take place we don't need to get into that but but the point is <clears throat> you've seen all kinds of shifts and and uh, uh challenges in the 31 years you've been at cedars and uh, i know you well enough okay here's mm-hmm. another one we'll just roll up our sleeves and yeah. we'll find that money somewhere else again and and maybe i've maybe I've said this one too many times we appreciate the intent of the governor's office but it's really a curveball because, again, we don't know what the process for approval. It involves state and all the feds. We don't know what the money can be spent on. We don't know the timing. We'll work with all of that. But we're going to start building this with kids because we've got 16-year-old kids who have been kicked out of their homes wow. and are literally living on their own. Now, a 16-year-old who's in the third trimester is not a good fit in Cedar Shelter. Mm-hmm. We can't really put them alone in an apartment. So we are just trying to put anything together we can for these kids. And uh, we really, as a community and state, need to be much much better than this. And, and, the, and, and the other thing is, it, it takes a whole lot of work by a whole lot of people to get a unanimous vote by the legislature yes, for something like this. <clears throat> yes, it does. And, and then a week later when that gets vetoed that's frustrating but great things can happen out of frustration too because you already have i believe uh plans uh, starting to be drawn up and you're beginning to look at what this project looks like you're obviously raising money uh it's full steam ahead absolutely and the community has been so generous we've raised over two million dollars already you know, give to Lincoln Day was wonderful. The, and and 100 percent of the proceeds that went to the carriage house. Nice. That was the private start part of this public-private partnership. Yeah, yeah. we've raised over two million dollars in all through grants and give to Lincoln Day and such. Uh, we thought we were looking at the finish line here. The finish line has got moved a little bit. 
That's cool. We'll get it done. And I assume, uh, so what is the goal, total goal? Is it both construction and operation? Uh, so it is $3 million for construction, furnishings, getting the staff hired and trained for the kids who it starts. Uh, you know, it's never been turned soil before, so there's site work there in the back. Um, so, you know, we have a whole lot of experience as an organization, we also have some young staff with not as much experience, sure. but with more passion than I've ever seen. It's yeah. a great staff team, and everyone is committed to getting this done. And again, we're on Star Construction this summer. We'll be open by early 24. Oh, that's fabulous, Jim. Um, talking with Jim Blue uh, from the Cedars organization about their new project, uh, the Carriage House, and how they're reshifting uh, some fundraising to yep. To deal with a million dollar uh, deficit uh, because uh, the governor got out his red pen and and uh, decided that uh, maybe there's an opportunity to get that money somewhere else, but we're not sure of that. So why, uh, Jim? Uh, I remember last Wednesday you talked uh, just a heartwarming, heart wrenching story uh, about a young woman who came to you and uh, you were trying to help and who found herself herself pregnant. Yeah. So. We have been planning this carriage house for quite some time, and we probably could have spent another year analyzing the data and such, but it was last October when we had our street outreach team had a 16-year-old girl uh, with a one-month-old baby last October that had no place to stay. Wow. Um she was good at evading authorities and child protective services. She yeah. may have been involved in child protective services when she was young. So she was good at avoiding that for not good reasons, obviously, but came into our drop-in center for help downtown. And we couldn't put her in an apartment. We couldn't put her in a shelter. She had a friend to stay with for that night. Uh, we did patch a plan together for her that we thought had a potential of developing, but then we never saw her again. Yeah. We would have so liked to, at that time, yeah. we've got a pathway for you. We've got a pathway. We can take care of you for a couple of nights, and then we're going to get you in the carriage house, which will prepare you over a two- to three-month period to move in an apartment with you and your baby. So that is what took it past the data analysis phase yeah, to, to let's, the let's get her done this and, is urgent and we are in the get her done this is urgent and dan yeah. i don't want to turn this into some kind of uh blatant fundraising thing because it's not this is a reality we need yeah. you know we just we just kind of had a million dollars moved on us not taken <laughs> away necessarily but moved on us yep. uh anybody that can help or has ideas to help um you know the easy thing is to go to the website but give me a call yeah i can easily be reached give me a call that's how near and dear this is to our hearts. We we need more help from the community. Uh, this will be more of a private-private public partnership mm -hmm. than a private-public partnership, has, but we'll get it done. Has the county, uh, are there some dollars from the county or no? Did I remember that correctly? Uh, bless you and the county. Mm -hmm. The county. That's <laughs> <Dan. laughs> taxpayer, uh, yes, thank you. Yes, the county uh, <laughs> contributed $250,000 okay. to this project. Okay. So right now, that's the public part of the partnership, <laughs> but uh, the county is great. We've had a long, long-standing relationship with the county. Yeah. Um, the Cedars team 
does a lot of work for human services in our community, and the county is is really good at supporting that. So they saw this too. They saw there are no other program like this. They know the kids, and they were great and wonderfully supportive. Just joining us, Jim Blue from the Cedars organization. We're talking about your. Uh, their million-dollar deficit that they're trying to make up to build this uh, very important uh, carriage house project to take care of uh, young women in our community yep. who are pregnant and, and homeless. Yep. And uh, so I'm curious, Jim, and we may have talked about this last week, but um, why hasn't there been uh, – why is why is this the first in the state uh, – to, to have this project? Why is it, why has someone else not stepped up at this point uh, to provide these types of services? And we've got about how much time yeah. to for this one? <laughs> about two minutes. Yeah, okay, exactly. thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah there, I'm sure there, it's a complicated answer. There used to be resources years ago. Cedars provided a TLC group home, which was a long term group home program. Um, that went away. She pushing 10 years ago now wow. <clears throat> because um, it, it became a situation where 10, 12, 16, 17, 18-year-old girls all with babies living together okay. was not the best way. Yeah, I can um, see that. Was not the best way. And so we had some other resources like our apartment programs that the older kids could get into. Uh, also, we, it was a major financial challenge. Um, it, it, the payment rates by the state of Nebraska for state ward kids are about half of what it actually costs us to take care of. Sure. So programs like TLC Group Home, Salvation Army Booth Residence in Omaha used to have a maternity home. That doesn't exist any longer. So we are not replicating those old models which went away for We're reasons. creating a new one. We're creating a new model. This is a sh- is actually an expansion of our emergency shelter, Yeah, the carriage house. So over a two- to three-month period, with intense independent living skill development, we will transition kids safely and successfully into independent living, and we are thrilled we'll get it done. Thank you, Lincoln community. Yeah, Jim Blue. Hey, hang on after this break, and we'll give you one more chance, Jim, to uh, to talk to our listeners uh, uh, here on fourteen hundred and fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Hey, welcome back. We're visiting with Jim Blue from the Cedars Organization. We're comparing. Uh, uh, bike riding uh, excursions because yeah. Jim's a cyclist, as yeah. am I, and yeah. so yeah. yeah, this heat. Uh, but but it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a dry heat. The the <laughs> the sixty one year old bodies they kind of gravitate to cycling. I've noticed yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, Jim, uh, again, thanks uh, for coming on at the last minute to talk about this million dollar deficit yep. that you find yourselves in. Uh, let's get it done. Let's get this million dollars uh, raised so that uh, we can provide uh, some help for these teenage mothers. Yep, that's great. How can people uh, find you? Super easy. You might expect what I'm going to say next, which is our website is really cool. Right there is how to help. But, you know, at this point, uh, because... You know, things got moved a little bit here, and we've got a timeline for the kids to get this a reality. Feel free to just give me a call and. Yeah, let's brainstorm know, and, some ideas. And let's and, brainstorm some yeah, ideas here. Yeah. We got some money to raise now to make this a reality. So thank you, Dan. Thank you, Mr. Cadillac. 
Always. You guys are awesome. <laughs> well, Thank you for everything you it's do. Our, it's our joy, Jim. Well, coming up after the news, we'll talk with Chris Dunker, a State House reporter with the Lincoln Journal Star, about uh, some breaking news earlier today. A uh, lawsuit was filed uh, seeking a court order. Uh, to block the enforcement of recently passed uh, restrictions on abortion and gender-affirming care in Nebraska. So we'll talk to Chris after the break. Uh, So stay with us after the news, and uh, we'll be visiting with him. Again, thanks to Jim Blue from Cedars. Make sure you check out Jim's uh, website and find out how you can help. We'll be right back on 1499.3 KLIN. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at Shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition, even though it seems like Monday. Uh, it is the Tuesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And don't forget, uh, you can find us anytime on your favorite podcast platform. Well, thanks again uh, to Jim Blue from Cedars Organization for coming in and kind of last minute and talking about uh, uh, this deficit of a million dollars they need to make up uh, because of uh, uh, the governor changed his mind or the governor uh, wanted to find some money differently than what the legislature uh, had allocated, and so uh, vetoed uh, several things, not just uh, the Cedars funding, but he vetoed several things out of the budget. And so there's a lot of people scrambling to try to, and that vote is tomorrow, as I understand, in the legislature for that veto override. Well, uh, there has been some other breaking news today. Uh, Just earlier today, uh, two organizations filed a lawsuit uh, seeking a court order to block the enforcement of recently passed and signed by the governor uh, restrictions on abortion and gender-affirming care in Nebraska. Uh, And so to talk about that, joining us on the KLIN text line uh, is uh, Chris Dunker, State House reporter for the Lincoln Journal Star. Chris, talk about last minute. My goodness, I, I bugged you just not very long ago to see if you could join me. Thank you. You know, in this job, I've learned to be pretty nimble, especially this session, so not a problem. Happy to be here, Dan. Well, congrats I, on the new show. Well, thank you very much. It's very kind. And, uh, yeah, have you seen a session like this? I know that, uh, you know, there's a lot of veterans like Don Walton and others in your crew that have have covered the legislature for years, but you're no stranger down there as, either. And so, my goodness, what a wacky, woolly uh, session this has been. Uh, yeah, it's um, definitely been unique. This is my seventh session that I've been covering for the Lincoln Journal Star and um, haven't seen anything like it. And 
the other people that have been there a lot longer say the same. So um, it sounds like it's going to an end here later this week. Um, and we'll see what happens next year. <laughs> yeah, because they announced uh, they're going to sign you die on Thursday, right? Yeah, the speaker, uh, John Arch, made that announcement today that that was his intention, uh, was to wrap up business on Thursday. Well, I'm sure that's very welcome news to a lot of people. Well, for those uh, in our audience who maybe have not been following this issue, um, two of the most, not two of the most, the most controversial issues, uh, frankly, in recent years uh, that have been discussed in the legislature. There's always controversial issues that the legislature takes up. That's part of the job. But uh, two of the most controversial issues in recent memory were... um, the uh, the abortion uh, restrictions, and then also restrictions on um, uh, gender affirming care, and both of those uh, because of uh, filibusters by senators who didn't like uh, one or both of those bills, uh, uh, they decided to combine those bills into one package, and uh, and they got it passed and they got it signed by the governor, but. Hold the phone. <laughs> We're not quite done yet. Uh, the ACLU uh, filed a lawsuit uh, today. So, Chris, walk us through that a little bit of what that lawsuit says, and, and then we can chat a little bit about uh, maybe what it means here coming up. Yeah. So, Governor Jim Pillen signed LB 574 into law last week, um, a week ago today. And that was the bill from Omaha Senator Kathleen Kaus that would ban um, gender affirming care for minors in Nebraska under the age of 18. Particularly, this banned uh, the gender-affirming surgeries uh, for transgender youth here, and it also requires uh, the state's chief medical officer to set some rules and regulations, excuse me, for how um, puberty blockers and hormone treatments can be prescribed to individuals under 19. And so then that was paired with an abortion ban after about 12 weeks on final reading, which was kind of an unusual move yeah, very. Um, by the legislature. Uh, typically, any major amendments would come on either the first or the second round of debate. This was added together uh, late in the game, kind of, you know, a couple weeks after LB 626, the, the so-called heartbeat bill uh, failed to advance from the second round. So this was passed and signed into law. And I think, you know, a lot of the reporters and a lot of the the lobbyists and other people around the Capitol were expecting that a lawsuit would come. Uh, that came today from the ACLU of Nebraska, um, which filed it on behalf of Planned Parenthood of the, of the Heartland and um, a doctor that works with several states uh, affiliates of Planned Parenthood. And the lawsuit hinges on um, the single subject rule that's in the state's constitution. Right. And so, So that says no bill shall contain more than one subject and the subject shall be clearly expressed in the title. And the lawsuit essentially argues that by including the abortion ban into the ban on gender affirming care for minors, uh, that's two different subjects. They can't be included in the same bill. The title doesn't clearly state what both, you know, what's all included in that bill. And so they've asked the Lancaster County district court judge to block the enforcement of that law. Help my, and we're visiting with Chris Dunker, State House reporter for the Lincoln Journal Star here on the Dan Parsons Show. Chris, remind me if, if you know, um, 
which I assume you would. Um, w- did anyone ask for an uh, attorney general uh, opinion on this topic while the bill was being debated? Um, I don't think that there I could be wrong. Um, I don't think that there was. I don't uh, remember seeing one. Yeah. Yeah. If there was, it hasn't been issued yet. Um, And, you know, this moved kind of quickly late in the session. And so I don't think that there would have been time to get an opinion before uh, the bill was ultimately passed and signed into law. Um, So, I mean, the attorney general's office has said that they intend to defend the law. Um, Governor Pillen was asked at the signing ceremony last week. If he was, if the state was prepared to defend it, and he said that they, uh, that the, the state of Nebraska would defend this law, so um, it sounds like they're going to, um, you know, issue a, def- you know, defend the state, defend the law, try to keep it in place uh, moving forward. Here, there hasn't been a date set for any hearing at this point. The ACLU has also asked for a temporary injunction yeah. to block the bill from going into place while the legal process kind of plays itself out here. Yeah, because. Uh... The bill was signed with an E-clause, right? So doesn't it take effect immediately? Yeah, and so that's one of the kind of the confusing things about the bill. So the abortion provisions of the bill had an emergency clause attached to it, which meant that the bill went into effect immediately upon the governor signing it. Yeah. So that's, now, that's general, law. Yeah. So that that's the law. That changed last week. And today um, at a press conference in the Rotunda, we heard uh, – Andy Curry Grubb of Planned Parenthood of Nebraska uh, talk about how there's already been some patients that have been denied abortion care in Nebraska, uh, you know, in the the week or so, the seven days since that the law went into effect, and that a lot of people have been kind of confused and didn't realize that that was kind of coming. Mm -hmm. Um, The gender affirming care part of the bill doesn't go into effect until October 1st. And because of how it directs the state's chief medical officer, Dr. Uh, Timothy Tesmer, to enact some or to come up with some rules and regulations through a public process, um, you know, that will all have to be decided by that point. Yeah. Talking with Chris Dunker, State House reporter for the Lincoln Journal Star here on the Dan Parsons Show on Tuesday, the Tuesday edition. And Chris, um, yeah, I recall, you know, that single subject rule uh, plays out often in. Um, in ballot issues, um, I know uh, several issues through the years have been challenged. Uh, I'm trying to think of the most recent case, but the medical marijuana case. Was yes, that was everybody's memory. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, exactly. And so, uh, so that I'm familiar with uh, that rule when it comes to uh, those ballot issues, but I I don't recall an issue like this coming up in a legislative uh, bill, or in this case, a, a, a law that's already been passed and, and in effect. And so I, it, it must not be that common because I can't recall uh, other lawsuits like this. Yeah. And, and it's been a while. The case law on all of this is pretty old. Um, you know, this was a, a provision that was put in the constitution, um, you know, almost 150 years ago, the state constitution, and, you know, at that time, it was put there to kind of um, ensure Nebraskans that, you know, they could understand what legislation their representatives were considering. It also gave the representatives kind of a chance to tell their constituents that, you know, I voted uh, specifically for or against this issue. Um, so it was kind of put in for some 
transparency and accountability purposes into the state uh, constitution. Uh, there really hasn't been, you know, as far as I'm aware, any kind of major legal challenges that involve the single subject rule with regards to bills that come out of the legislature. Yeah. Now, every year, the legislature combines bills into what they call it a Christmas tree package, where a committee will, uh, you know, kind of insert a bunch of non-controversial bills into a single package to be considered as one. Um, and that kind of, you know, that has kind of um, proliferated this year just with yeah. filibuster and, and senators trying to get some of their bills moving. Um, but that's been a practice of the legislature for a long time and hasn't really raised any concern. Um, now, with, you know, with this lawsuit coming today, I think, um, you know, there, I wonder if some other groups might take a look at, you know, some of the other bills that have passed. And we've seen some packages with, you know, more than 30 bills attached in them. Um, the speaker had, had told lawmakers, I want you to include stuff that's going to be non-controversial, that has wide support amongst the committees, uh, or that would affect a, a large number of Nebraskans. And for the most part, I think a lot of those packages do that. But, I mean, they're, um, you don't know what somebody might oppose, and, yeah. and they'll be watching as this lawsuit kind of moves forward and what the courts kind of say about the single-subject rule. Yeah. Visiting with Chris Dunker, State House reporter for the Lincoln Journal Star. Um, well, you're right, Chris. I mean, many of those bills had to do with economic development. There were, uh, of course, taxes, and, and a lot of those things were really not that controversial. But as we all know, uh, you get a lawyer and a filing fee, you can sue anybody for anything, anytime, anywhere. So uh, that doesn't mean it's going to be successful. But this one, to me, sounds like it may have some legs. I mean, it's clearly those two issues how not to put you on the spot chris but how 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 did i'll do it anyway uh uh how how does the proponents argue that those two issues are related enough because this had to have come up in debate uh i followed it some i i didn't follow it as closely obviously as you have but um that that had to be discussed on the floor i assume of do you recall anyone yeah um so in the final round um omaha senator john Kavanaugh had you know raised this issue of germaneness uh that the two the bill and the amendment weren't germane to each other and that they couldn't be considered together um that was uh rejected by Lieutenant Governor Kelly, who was in the presiding officer's chair, and Senator Kavanaugh filed a motion to overrule the chair, which failed. Um, now, proponents of both measures said that, you know, they they both deal with health care. They both deal, um, you know, they've kind of used the let them grow uh, nomenclature to kind of describe uh, both you know, the abortion side and the transgender care side uh, as kind of tying those two together. Uh, We'll have to see what a court says about that, um, you know, here as we move forward. Mm -hmm. Which court, uh, state district court, uh, Chris, where was this? Yeah, this was filed in Lancaster County District Court today. Uh, Well, they certainly have uh, an interesting uh, legal argument on their hands and, uh, uh, with uh, a fairly new attorney general and a fairly new governor, and um, um, this will be quite the uh, 
uh, show to watch as this unfolds in the courts uh, to see what happens with this bill. Well, Chris, uh, I deeply appreciate you jumping on at the last minute to explain to our listeners uh, this very important issue. And uh, uh, we'll do this again. I'll I'll try to give you a little bit more heads up. But hey, thanks <laughs> thanks so much for joining us, and uh, good luck with the. It's just coasting now, right? Uh, you can have uh, all kinds of time to write your stories. Well, we say that, but, um, you know, the legislature keeps surprising. So we'll just see what happens. Yeah, exactly. No, no guarantees. Well, we've been visiting with Chris Dunker, a statehouse reporter for the Lincoln Journal Star. Chris, I'll let you go. And uh, uh, thanks again for jumping on. Thanks, Dan. Have a nice evening. Thank you. You too. Well, uh, we do have uh, a few minutes here left uh, before our break, and uh, I just want to again thank uh, Chris Dunker from the Lincoln Journal Star for helping explain uh, what's been a crazy, crazy legislative session, uh, without doubt, uh, one of the most certainly controversial issues in recent memory there's always controversial issues in the legislature that's why those guys get paid uh, 12,000 bucks a year to uh, endure these long nights and uh uh, those 49 individuals who represent uh, our state in the in Nebraska legislature do an amazing job and so thank you to all of them for the late nights and uh cuz boy uh for 12,000 bucks a year that's uh uh, that's a heck of a job, but this has this has been uh, in anyone's estimation, whether it's longtime lobbyists or journalists like Chris and others that have followed the legislature. Uh, this has been a very fascinating uh, legislature to cover, and uh, without you know without uh, and we're not done yet. Uh, the two most controversial issues uh, of the session that were combined into one bill and. And passed and signed by the governor and won, uh, the abortion restrictions have, have now become law. Uh, took effect immediately upon the governor's signature last week. And as Chris said, there's uh, some confusion uh, going on with those health care providers uh, on how to enact that uh, legislation. And so, and now comes this lawsuit to try to uh, stop it or at least get a, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, to, to at least stop it in time to uh, uh, put a hold on it while the courts consider the long-term implications. Uh, I read, and we'll maybe get into this another time, but um, our friends over at the Nebraska Examiner, uh, one of the two uh, fairly new nonprofit journalism uh, projects here in the state, the other being our friends at Flatwater Free Press, uh, they had a uh, editorial today uh, over the weekend uh, talking about this year's uh, legislative session uh, George Ibu, uh, if I'm pronoun- pronouncing George's name right, George was uh, uh, a former columnist and uh, wrote editorials and features in for 21 years as a journalist for the Grand Island Independent, uh, and he also wrote for the Omaha World Herald and uh, the Kearney Hub. But George wrote a column in Nebraska Examiner, and uh, quite fascinating. You get a chance to to check it out. Uh, he writes about, with just a few days left in the 108th session of the legislature, those keeping score in the culture wars can start doling out the spoils. So he goes into detail about some of these controversial issues that we've had. Uh, well, we'll take a break, and we'll be back after this quick message on 1499.3 KLIN. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. 
Well, welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499 KLIN. If you miss us live, uh, you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform. Johnny, do you have a favorite podcast platform? I use Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have an Apple phone, so it just yeah. makes sense. Makes it pretty easy. Yep. Well, you can always catch us there. And speaking of the Apple and the Facebook and, and the Twitter, uh, we do have... Uh, from just a couple weeks now, uh, you can find the Dan Parsons Show on those platforms. We'd love to have you follow us, and you know you can throw uh, uh, emojis at us from time to time if you like, uh, and uh, yeah, interact with us on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. You can find us just just search the Dan Parsons Show. You'll well, find us. And that's a reminder on Twitter. It's just. At Dan Parsons Show. There's no the on Twitter. Well, that'll just screw us up if you type in the. Who knows <laughs> yeah. what you'll get? If you type in the Dan Parsons. That's true. You know. I don't know. There might be another Dan Parsons out there trying to take over your glory there. <laughs> you know, there is another Dan Parsons. Well, there's obviously many, but there's uh, there's a reporter who reports on military issues. And now, <clears throat> because of the war in, our, in, uh, in Europe uh, uh, this past year, uh, I see his byline all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should have him on there uh, you go. sometime. Hey, Dan Parsons, want to come on to the Dan Parsons show? <laughs> How cool would that be? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's a military uh, reporter, uh, and yeah, that would be fascinating. There's a good idea, Johnny. Well, listen, uh, we do have a show tomorrow, and we're still working on lining up those guests, so I don't want to spoil it by telling you uh, who we may have on the air tomorrow, but just rest assured, we're going to have uh, a show tomorrow. And uh, But as we close out the night, uh, make it a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow on 1499.3 KLIN.